0: What? what did you do that what? was perfect timing that was weird
1: who's shut up um wait your monitor isn't even on oh yes, speakers it's not it's not connected to my pc right now because i've been you can tell when i'm not playing video games because my keyboard is just throwing it up in the air and like <laughs> it's mac time ward podcast episode 60 go Hi, Dan. Hi, Alex. Hi, Dylan. Meow, 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 oh, you want to wait for the lawnmower meow, meow. to stop? No, I'm not. Uh-huh. no, No, that'll, that'll come out. So. That's the, the Dan and Alex are a lawnmower.
0: Meow, 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 uh, special meow. guest.
1: Guy mowing his lawn. Hey, guy mowing his lawn. Do you think he's mowing his lawn? Or she? I can't even see them. I live in a dark cage. Um, Dan and Alex aren't here. Because... Why aren't they here? Because Center. Play too rough. Hurricane Brand Center hit hard this week. Uh, Dylan walked into my room with me face down.
0: I think. No, I guess I will go. I heard you. No, you well, yeah, because I knocked on the oh. living room door. Did you? Yeah, because I thought that Sarah
1: was the body that was in here. Uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to walk into the bedroom. That'd be weird. I like lay down and I blink, and all of a sudden I'm like, fuck! Here we go. Here we go. And <laughs> I, I sat up Just and I'm like, I said, War Podcast Episode 60 Go. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna double double down. We're back. Are we back? To the original two. It. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're back. We're back. We recorded last week though, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're the original. We're back. I guess we've been doing enough of them where that's like a thing you can actually say. Yeah.
0: When Was the last one we did though? it Was just us.
1: It's like episode one seven. That <laughs> was, was a while ago, like seventeen. Um. So. For the diehards, <laughs> for the real fans. Uh, we've upgraded since then. We have lots more mics and boxes. And I try to sit closer to the mic. Um, what's going on, man? <laughs> <just every> noise. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have we don't have Dan and Alex to kind of make up the dead air, so I just I invited my fleet of yard workers to come. <laughs> And just make weird... I don't even know what tool they're using now. This is not interesting radio. <laughs> it's just a different- I don't even
0: think the sound is going to pick up, so...
1: We just sound like crazy people. Uh, meow, 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 meow.
0: uh The life's good, man.
1: The life is good, the man. The life is good. You sound like a robot that's like programmed to be life, like, Yeah, yeah you good. man, good, nice, food, taste, yum.
0: I had to sign my brother's uh, birthday card yesterday. My mom just pushed in front of me. He's like, sign this card. So I wrote, happy, you, good, birthday, goodbye. What? That's <laughs> he re- he appreciated that. I, that's so
1: good. That's good. He's how old is he? Nineteen. Oh. I think he can he can read a coherent sentence though. Nah, nah. He's gotta get the English one twelve
0: first. Where's he going to school? it TCC. Oh, cool. Part of the VCCS system.
1: Virginia Community College system. System. So what? Secretary. VCCS system system. Yep. Awesome. What's it what's the um what's the one that's like not unix? That recursive acronym. Blank is not unix. Oh, oh uh, shit. you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, uh F- GNU. Yeah, GNU. Yep. GNU. Yeah, GNU is not unix. GNU is not unix. The acronym is recursive because of that. Because it's GNU is not unix. Isn't that what it stands for? I think I think it's a recursive acronym. I don't remember. I know something out there is like is not unix
0: or God damn it! Not Unix. What GNU stands for?
1: Mm. Recursive acronym.
0: That's the level of computer science I don't understand. Like when people say like MIT license. I'm like, I don't understand Creative Commons. Like well, you no, know, like that's not computer. Those are just licenses. No, but I'm saying like that. Space. There are certain terms. Yeah, most of the open source. What terms do
1: you know? Pure science.
0: <laughs> All right
1: not to agree. fuck yeah <laughs> programming uh, you can you can pretend into a lot of terms there's a cool thing that happens at the brand center where people are like well we'll build a thing and then you're like well okay cool and then someone inevitably i told you this story before like well how will you how will you make it work and they're like watson <laughs> 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 and you're like oh all right and it doesn't it never bothers me i think <laughs> cloud yeah no yeah or like Oh, my God. The, my favorite thing is, will you be making an Android version? And I'm like, I t- told you that story. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah, drives yeah. me nuts. I'm like, yeah. yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, of course. Of course. Yeah. I designed it for Android. I'm like, it's it's a mock-up, <laughs> dude. But eh. there's a lot of that. So our product today was all about, it's all these It was issues issues relating to diversity, issues relating. It's very social kind of. Touchy feely, which is why we had to rebrand the GOP, of course. Um, but a lot of issues about like conversation, or there was a group on um, uh, race and labels with regards to like the term Oreo, which I'd, I'd heard that one, yeah. which is like black on the outside, white on the inside. But then there was, like yeah. banana and a bunch of other ones that I hadn't heard. Twinkie
0: was banana.
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think it's I think but, it's it's supposed to be test. to be Asian because of like a yellow. Oh, but what? No, but but the thing is, is that they're all very. It was it was it was, uh, um, it was a a black girl, Jasmine, a Asian girl, Junie, and uh, Chris is Asian. I don't know. Now now I sound insensitive. I don't see. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh God, <laughs> walking it back. It was a very cool project. Um, about what that label means to people that are part of that culture. Yeah. Um. What else was there? A bunch of stuff.
0: Is there like a lawnmower orgy going on outside? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm
1: sorry. I'm looking at you and I can tell that it's like eating away. It's, a, it's not a big deal. It's just it's just two guys sitting on John Deere <laughs> lawnmowers revving at each other. <laughs> just doing donuts. That was another project. John Deere? No. Would have been cool though. what well, is- one about masculinity and like the definition of masculinity that I just was like, whoa, this is an interesting take on it. They made a beer, and the bottles were shaped. One of the bottles was shaped like an AK forty-seven. I think it was satire. It was. It was a little. It made me uncomfortable, which is what it was trying to do. I feel like
0: any brand center student could just go up there and be like, it's "Satire." A lot You're of them, shit in this paper bag. Well, it's satire.
1: One group leaned really hard into satire, um, because they were tackling, uh, the unfair standard that accents give you on the phone with like banks and stuff. And how? Mm-hmm. And what was really crazy is that the guy that was in the ad last year was looking for a new apartment to in this year. Called, tried to get an apartment tour, got turned down, and then his roommate called, and got the tour. And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Because Hector's got a thick accent. Like, it's where's he from? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a continent. Uh, all I know is that he's Hector, the art director, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I think he's from Ecuador. I want to say this. Southern American, yeah, or yeah Latin yeah. American, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Ecuador, but I, I
0: don't know. Well, you've seen that with like resumes too. Like, if someone's name yeah um, looks like it's black, they have a higher chance of not being furthered along in the process.
1: So, and I think that that's a good that's a good place to use satire and to use humor, just because I think it it makes it's a hard topic to swallow, especially like for anyone. But like usually it's it's there's there's people on the other side of it that if you're going to try to re those are the people you need to communicate to mm-hmm. the people that are, are biased that way. And like, sometimes I think humor is a good kind of Trojan horse to kind of like, Oh, <laughs> and they had a great, like they it's this, it was this, uh, t- uh, what's that QVC show? Yeah. There's a QVC style shot. Very like really well shot of this like fake product. It mm-hmm. was kind of in your face, but also like they walked that line and then the heel turn was very aggressive and like, because it's this very kind of like crazy product. And then it's just like black with text and it, it worked very well, I thought. And there's other people that leaned into satire and it was like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to feel, but I'm so uncomfortable and I want to just like, ugh. So that was my day.
0: Cool. The, the solution I found for like the resume thing, so you just black out the names. Yeah. Is that why I've read? Yeah. I mean, I mean there's, you're, there's you're addressing six. a different problem. You're kind of addressing kind of like the social aspect of it like making people realize it
1: when well, actually can't you don't want people to have to get rid of their accent on the phone you know and so much of a lot of local whether you're calling to get a loan or you're calling to get an apartment you know there's it still requires a lot of face to face where i think there are a lot of systematic things you can put into place but at a certain point are you addressing the issue or are you just like putting a band-aid on it putting a, yeah or you just use, or you just like are you letting a computer solve the problem because the people couldn't figure their shit out and i think i i, I like to think i have more faith in humanity sometimes but I don't know, whatever. Also, speaking of resumes, uh, resumes is what they like to be called. Resumes.
0: Uh, my uh, my boss was looking at resumes because she's trying to fit, fill a position, another CPA position on our team, mm-hmm. and she's
1: going through. Do they do anything when you get resumes and they send them around to all you guys? Uh,
0: I did that at my previous job. Okay. Um, I haven't done that here yet, but if it's a CPA, I'm not. Right, you're what not. What am I gonna there. say? Like,
1: yep. If they had another developer come in, they yeah. definitely ask you.
0: I mean, that's what they did with with Matt, who's my other boss, because uh, he's the the DBA, and so he, in April, Dragon Ball,
1: awesome, yep,
0: database administrator.
1: Oh, that's who he is. But cool.
0: but they were both in my interview because I would be reporting directly to Matt, but April is the director of our team.
1: So April's your boss has seen resumes.
0: Uh, so in. she. She's like, looking through him, she goes, well, we can't have another Dylan on the team because that'd be confusing. And I just swiveled around, I said, as someone that was hunting for a job for months, that's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard.
1: Oh, it's so, but I mean, think about it though, like it's, it's such a, sometimes it's that like, I know, but like, flippant.
0: it's, I agree. It makes more sense if you were something like GPA, it's like, all right, we have a hundred resumes, anyone with lower than a 3.2, all right not well, looking at them and like, i mean that's a little bit more understanding
1: i mean then you could argue like is gpa really a reflection of the a person that's entering a creative or i guess in your case it's a cpa account so like you want good grades but like if you're evaluating designers like sure I, well you if, you, if you, i see the other i'm like well okay <laughs> well hopefully they have a portfolio yeah some um, sort of book and that's usually what we would end up looking at but like the thing is that you look at and this is just it where I was, but you look at books and you're like, this is cool. Or, but there's some days where you're just like so busy that you can scroll through and you're like, fine, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, yeah, sure. Thumbs up for me. And if, and a lot of times it's like, it's almost worth it, I think, to just, God damn it. You think they like all that networking shit, and then you gotta, that's, that's how you get in a lot of places. Yeah. Time. So, well, they're looking at resumes of so the Dylan thing. That's, that's that was, terrifying. That was it. Yeah. Not terrifying, but kind of. Like, I think it just it, it exposes the like human underbelly of how all decisions are made at all levels. Like all levels, people are gonna be people. And I got this job
0: by just sending an email. Like they posted the job on the mm-hmm. VCU site, and I was like, "Hey, I saw the the posting." And I think, "Yo, what up, Dylan here? Yo, I can do the websites." And it was Computer like me- science. I don't know MIT stuff, but I know <laughs> CompSci, Creative Commons, my ass
1: state government it was just me and like three other people i mean i didn't meet the other candidates but but hey, i think even like we had candidates that just emailing back and like showing some interest that that that's like the, like that separates you out yeah cool how's the job going I, yeah? like it. it's good. I like it a lot i came in today i was like
0: man i'm excited i'm just gonna do a bunch of designs I was just on illustrator all day just like
1: it is fun to kind of like get once you get over that first like week hump and like start getting comfortable and like understanding like, all right, this is what I, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is, this is what you do. And you're like, cool. I'm gonna keep doing what I do. And I like that level of autonomy that, uh, when you get out of the place, no one bothers me. I love it. It's so great. Don't work in advertising.
0: The, no, I know. I was like, <laughs> man, this just cements how much I don't want to work in client services. Cause Jesus Christ. Hot
1: issue. Hot. Stop what you're doing. Hot meetings. Hot. This is hot. It's so fucking hot.
0: Like during the interview, my directors like, as long as you get your work done, I don't care. We're going to talk like once a week yeah, or cool.
1: have a meeting. That's great. I The one thing I will say that I'm considering getting out of school and like where I go um, is that I, I like seeing things through iterations, through life cycles. You know what I mean? Like being able to like take a product and make it better. Um, but I also I was talking to a guy that was a senior UX guy at Microsoft before he went to where I was over the summer. And uh, he was like, it was really cool because you get to do big projects and you get to really take care of a thing and and make it this thing. And he's like, and then eight months of work get just shit canned. (laughs) You know, like, ah, like that just, I never thought of what that would mean to me and like what eight months of your time is, you know, and that's just, that's gotta hurt. Or also,
0: we talked about this in uh, CS too, I think we, a professor knew someone at Microsoft and he spent like, a year and a half programming the calculator for yeah. XP, yeah, or Vista or something and it's like just imagine that like that would get
1: really boring over a while. Well, I think that you, luckily for you, you are walking the you get to do a lot of the creative side of it and the development side of it, so I think that helps keep it interesting.
0: Especially since I'm the first person they hired who's a web developer. Yeah. So it's like I get to basically Create the domain, or I mean, create, not the web domain, but create the the kingdom.
1: Yeah, no, that's, you get to own the whole, from top to bottom. And I think that that I get, I'm with you in that regard, where I really like, and I like that at Brand Center, where like a lot of times, people will kind of make it to a point, whether it's to wireframes, or to to branding, or to whatever, and I like to kind of like, take all that, and I'm like, well, I'm going to make it real Mm -hmm. over here, because then I can just get up there and be like... Uh, it's a prototype. This is a real, real fucking website. This is a real fucking app. Crazy. It's, it's not a real app. It's a fake app, but it's like it, it looks <laughs> look like it look works. Look at the animations.
0: Look at them roll. Oh, not that like that. I was um. Shut up. I was filling out the survey for experience design, the Adobe software, because mm-hmm. they have a pre-release for Windows. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions, and they ask you like, "What do you prototype in?" Is it Justin mind? Is it Balsamic? Blah blah blah. What do you uh, design in? Is it Illustrator or whatever? What do you wireframe in? I'm like, I
1: don't wireframe.
0: I, um, I had to look up, I was like, wait, there's a difference between wireframing, designing, and prototyping? Yeah. Because like in my head, I kind of
1: like pushed all those together. It's all it's all under the umbrella of designing and you know. Right. I think the um The way I've done it, I've seen it done best, and the way that I enjoy it is that like I I think that there's support, a lot of people like to have this like linear order of like we did all this research and then we we, we formulated design goals and then we we wireframe this thing and then we d- design on top of that. It's very iterative, very... And I think where I like to start is like, sometimes I'm like, I think I know what I want this to look like. Mm-hmm. So then I'll make a higher fidelity, like a higher fidelity. And I used to do this on one big, massive, long artboard that I just, I can yeah. span out over time. And then I'll go do research. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me figure out why this should work. And then from there... I'll wireframe just everything, and I'll go. I'll use that as like a quick way to kind of map the whole thing out, uh-huh. and then I'll go back to that original comp and apply that design, the color, and like that's how I like to do it. I think, but I, it, that's the the argument over like, well, because like some people will leave thinner and their job is to make wireframes, and that to me is like that's hard. Like that's like if I was doing the systems level design, I was doing like the IA and I I was like designing how the system works and like this loop of like the, what the people should go through when they use something similar to like what a game designer does in games, Mm -hmm. that's satisfying. But I think that if I'm just taking a brief, wireframing that brief and then handing it to someone that makes it look cooler um, it would be, it would be, I had to make it interesting. Cause I did a lot of like user journeys this summer and like, I, got to a point where like it became funny because I was like, how can I convey this without any words? And that was like my game I would play. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's hard. But some people do it really well. And like it's, the exercise of wireframing is also really good because you annotate it and you have to kind of like explain what you're thinking it needs to do. And that helps you design it, which helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of game wireframes that are similar where it's like, they use it as an exercise to explain. For, like the UI? For UI or the game flow. People will like like they'll take a, a screenshot of a prototype and wireframe like the what the player should be doing and what they should be seeing because what that allows you to do is that I can hand I can like with peak if we wireframed it and I could be like all right this is what I think is supposed to be happening on screen this is what I think is supposed to be the player supposed to be feeling I think that you could share that with artists you can share that with programmers you can share that with to kind of get everyone on the same page quickly and have a point of reference mm-hmm. which is really useful I think um, but. Yeah, I, I, just,
0: I just start coding the f- homepage. I yeah. was like, right, I'm just, just throw stuff. All right, I'm gonna use some influences. Like that's what I did with my portfolio site. Mm-hmm. I was like, All right, gonna make a nav bar. All right, nav bar is done. What's coming after this nav bar? Let's do this hero image. All right, what's going on in this hero image? Okay, what's going after that? All right, brief description.
1: And whatever works for you is what works. I think that a lot of the process stuff comes about when you have to do it very quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you learn from like. I'm spending a lot of time fucking around in the editor when I could be thinking through this problem quickly and then it would take me two minutes to code it. You know what I mean? And that's what I find myself doing a lot where I'm like, if I had just sat down and thought this through before I even opened up Sketch or anything, I wouldn't, I'd not I'd be more productive with my time. Right. And, you know, whether it's working, 40 hours of rigor, like everything is a of time. Um, As I learned this weekend. Where I didn't sleep. Um, I was going to say another point about that. Sleep, uh, sleep no, is important. What did I say? Oh, about um, one thing I will say about that though, is that like I find myself like, like I think principle and like I like using all those prototyping softwares and I use them for my last project, but like I do find myself just wanting to prototype just in HTML because like, I'm faster yeah. at just like I can, I kind of like just being like, all right, I made a class that animates, I can now apply this to a hundred things rather than animating everything by hand. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, this is not about wireframes. This is about love what do you love Dylan? video frames video frames oh look at this refresh rate oh, i
0: think i blew out the 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 speakers on my tv you just buy a tv yeah
1: i oh, go get a soundbar yeah. soundbar rocks get soap because uh your tv speakers probably aren't very great anyways
0: but that and also we would have to max out a lot because it sits right next to our ac so whenever the ac unit comes on we just have okay. to immediately max out the volume. So I think, so sometimes I listen to it and there's like this warble. Like you we were watching Westworld last night and some of the
1: scenes, it was like. I haven't watched Westworld yet. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, I, right? I didn't really want to talk about it. But oh, it's, okay. Uh, I thought you were like, nah. setting it up. Nah. It's, I like the soundbar that I have. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, My TV, like after using my soundbar, like, I I was like, what do my speakers, the speakers sound like? They're not. It's soundbar. <laughs> Well, just the sub is nice. Mm. I wonder if my neighbors hate the sub. I feel bad. I wonder if my neighbors just hate everything. Do you never talk to your neighbors? I do. I talk about soccer. He's in the soccer league here. Um, that's it. and that's. How often do you like, talk to him? Like, how often do you run? When the through? power goes out? <laughs> hey. <laughs> we both walk outside. I'm like, hey, man. But he's cup never, of, sh- we, cup we, of sugar? It's been completely like, like there's never been any issue. There used to be another guy that lived there, and now I think he moved out. But um,
0: they probably, I don't know if they
1: hear all that. I mean, they probably hear you walking around. Because they hear me come up, I know they, they have to hear me come upstairs. stairs. Yeah. I'm very stompy. Um, but I mean, that's, I guess the sub. But we have pretty insulated walls here too. And like, given how high the ceilings are on the second floor, I imagine the first floor is similar. We have... Ten? Nine foot wall? Biggest walls. Huge. Huge. These walls are bigly. Then you have to pay for them. I <laughs> um, <laughs> I pay pay rent so And someone else pay for for' i pay. i i paid I paid the rent you must pay the rent, so uh yeah, you should get it somewhere okay I don't know what, are, what are you been, what are, what have you been blasting out of your speakers so loudly that's been taking your time up uh um, uh as a segue into what have you been playing oh um uh well, I've been playing Mafia
0: 3 because I bought that like the weekend last weekend um you beat it no. I'm like fifteen, twenty hours in. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I haven't played much sh- since like Wednesday. No,
1: it's still a good, does a good job. Yeah. That's it's enough
0: to make an impression. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm trying to think of because I want to talk a lot about Mafia, so I'm trying to think if I played anything else. Still playing
1: Tomb of the Mask. That's still fun. Um.
0: No, I don't think I played anything
1: else. Riff on Mafia. Uh
0: blah ba ba what do you want to know? Tell, ask me something, because um, I got a lot of notes, and there's a lot to talk about in it.
1: So, I think... The one thing that I've heard is that the game gets in its own way of telling its good story. In terms of the gameplay? Of the loop of, you have to go to this district, do this, do this, and then you get more story. Like, you have to like fight to get the good stuff. So, I don't know what... I've played one of these games before, and I don't know if it
0: was... A mafia game or if it was the godfather but i played one of these open world crime games before that Thank wasn't that wasn't gta yeah but saints world row, row is in like it's a it's a class of its own well
1: but saints row 1 and 2 the thing where you have to go fight to get the district first and then you can do the story stuff mm-hmm. whereas saints row 3 just became this fucking like just put it in me like
0: so so the way it works is that after you so they like, kind they they structure it really well, and outside of like pause the screen to tutorialize this one mechanic, it's it it actually kind of leads you in pretty well. But like the main conceit, the way it starts is that you you play as Lincoln Clay, and you're returning home from Vietnam, mm-hmm. um, and your adoptive father, uh, whose name is Sammy, he like runs the black mob in New Bordeaux, which is this cipher for for New Orleans, um. And he's, he's in deep with the Italian mob, which, first note, a Creole Italian mob is fucking awesome. Because yeah. all these guys like, this is Sal Marcano, but he has like a thick Louisiana accent. Mm-hmm. Like, no indication outside his name that he's Italian. Mm-hmm. So it's this really cool play on these guys are obviously a, a part of the bigger Italian mafia in the United States, but they're their own class. And then there's the Dixie Mafia, which is just a bunch of fucking rednecks with Confederate flags like on their cars and painted on their the walls of their clubhouses. They're more like a motorcycle gang than the R Mafia, so it's it's pretty funny. But so like the Italian mob runs everything, and so Sammy owes money to them. So the second you get back, you're immediately like just thrown back in the to the uh, mess of things. And it's pretty cool because you so there, there's a lot of um, kind of main characters that they set up at the beginning so there's there's your dad there's your adoptive brother there's the father of a church um, who's who's also black um, and all of these characters are uh, interviewed in this
1: setting oh the framing device seems
0: pretty yeah, sharp where f- it's a documentary it's a documentary in like the early mid 2000s of people talking about you and you Brothers. reigning destruction well it's not bra- well I mean it's it's yes, book it's book and stuff, right? It, like it's, it's them being interviewed about you know the events, but the events are you tearing the city apart. And and then you have um oh shit, I forget his name. But you have an old old friend uh for who you worked with in Vietnam who comes in. He's based, Gump. Yep. Okay. Uh <laughs> I don't know if you were thinking the same thing I was thinking, but uh but he comes in, he's basically like your comms guy. He's like the guy who gives you all your intel and everything. He's basically the Lester in GTA Five. He's the Lester of this situation. Oh, I was
1: thinking of the guy from Small Soldiers that has the big headphones.
0: Yeah, well, he... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he, but yeah, he has like a bunch of comms shit put up in this motel room. And he's like hacking and he's wiretapping and is everything. Is he the reason why you have a cell phone, even though there's no cell phones? Well, I'm it, just kidding. It's basically a cell phone, but I forget what they call it. It's you know, radio, radio transmitter yeah. or whatever. But... uh
1: that guy's just sitting there 24 hours a day. Like. <laughs> He's a switchboard operator. Hey, does he, need, does he need
0: guns? No? Okay. But, so, the game, the, the start of the game is that you're trying to get money, and the first thing that happens is that, uh, the black mob is being, kind of, is fighting the Haitian mob. So the first thing you do is you take out the Haitian mob. I get rid of the Haitians. And then, after that, you do this big score for the Italian mob, where you rob a bank. Oh the bank robbery sequence look cool. And it's pretty cool. And the coolest part is that after you rob the bank, um so you rob the bank and you try to figure out the way they escape is really cool cuz instead of like you sh- it being a shooting gallery like in GTA 4 where you're like just trying to run out the front of the bank. Yeah. One of your buddies is drilling a hole through the bottom of the vault and then you're and there's a huge sewer system that's accessible in the in the main game that you can drive boats through and everything but what that's a big sewer yeah it's huge <laughs> it's it's like two at least two three motorboats wide
1: in some parts. underground yes that's cool but it's,
0: what <laughs> i don't know but he um in a coastal town but they can't they can't <laughs> no hurricanes no hurricanes come okay yeah, that's good but, it, but like the drill doesn't work so instead they have to blow up the hole oh, that's cool so, but when the explosive comes out, it just loosens the, uh, the framing of the vault. So the vault just falls a story into... And it's this really cool set piece where Lincoln's just standing in the middle of the vault. And then you see the front of uh, it's like that scene in the Italian Sa- Job where they drop a safe through the thing or in Saints Row 3 where they pick the, the, oh, the, yeah, the, the vault up but it falls down but you see it like tilt a little bit so you see like the in between the floors That's awesome and then it just freaking collapses into the, the next floor and then you get in the motorboat and load it up with all the money and then they say Born, to, and then they play Born to be Wild I heard that the soundtrack in that game is really strong it's awesome and it's awesome because it's all period appropriate but it's also awesome because it's music that I listen to Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate it more, but you know it's 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 a Louisiana. So what are you gonna get? You're gonna get Creedence Clearwater Revival, obviously. But if it, if it were any other game, they would put like "Bad Moon Rising" in there and be done with it. But there's at least five Creedence songs in there. It's like "Bad Moon Rising," "Fortunate Son," "Green River," uh, and like two other ones. I
1: forget. I what, do you like two the trend of games are. using music yeah. at like. Licensed songs and like like a movie would where it's just like, Yeah, "Yeah." like this just adds so much
0: to it. Mm -hmm. They the first time they play Green River is this part where you're running you're you're walking through the bayou and you're stalking a guy Mm -hmm. and all you have is your fucking giant ass bowie knife and it's playing this in, you know, it's the pitch black, it's really cool. Uh but they do that with all the songs. So it's like, you know, they have some animal songs in there, and so you think, Oh, the stereotypical animal song would be uh House of the Rising Sun. But they have House of the Rising Sun and then they also have Uh, We Gotta Get Out of This Place, which is also a really good one. Or like Rolling Stones, they have uh, Mother's Little Helper Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Sympathy for the Devil.
1: That's kind of cool.
0: That's kind of cool. So it's not like stereotypical songs. It's like actually really good songs. The best part, when you boot up the game... All right, the best, best part is that when you boot up the game, you know how games on PC have that, like, static image before it boots into the actual yeah. game? Yeah, Like, Borderlands has that. Yep. It's controllable through your controller, which I think that's the first game I've ever played where you can actually, like, all right, press the start button to go from this static frame window that where you can still see your desktop to actually loading the executable.
1: No, Wait if- a minute. Do you mean, like, when you, lo- like, the loader for, like, when Fallout, you turn Fallout on, and you get a... Yes, a splash thing?
0: Yes. Or like in Borderlands.
1: That's cool. None of the other... F-
0: I've never had one where it's controlled by the controller buttons. Smart. Yeah. It's good. So so it's just good. Hit,
1: you just hit start and it That's goes. That's like the last save thing in Batman where you're like, this needs to be every game needs to have this. <laughs> uh, second
0: thing... So it starts with the screen where it's like, all right, here are all the developers. Here's the publisher. And then here's like Bink Video. And here's you know, Speed Tree. And, but it's usually a static image. They just do this very slight gradient pop where it just comes forward a little bit and it animates and it's very minor but it's it it quickens the pace of that screen cuz cuz obviously like screen needs to be there for like you know acknowledgments and things but it's it's just very very slow and there's a, like a slow guitar picking in there yeah. and then it goes to the next screen and it just says 2k on it and then it goes to the next screen It's this big loading screen but the loading screen is a uh it's a film reel uh-huh. you know how the beginning of old movies where they had the countdown timer where it's like 5 4 3 2 1 it's a spinning dial it's that you know, in the guitar is uh, still strumming. And then that fades out. And then, um, oh shit. I just blanked out on the song. Uh, all along the Watchtower place. Of course it does. It's
1: just ching. Of, of course it does. Ging, 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 ging. I was like,
0: oh, this is perfect. <laughs> That's sweet. And every time, every time, I'm just like, huh, 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 ging, 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 ging. oh, it's fucking awesome. That's awesome, and they, that's
1: that's really cool. Yeah, and that's something that I think that you you wouldn't think you wanted, but now you're like, that's I want to be this success. Because think about what it does it for you as a player to get excited to be in this world, and, mm-hmm. cool.
0: So after you rob this bank, you you give the Italian mob your money, and then they kill your family, which you know because because Sammy's getting all blah 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 blah. They're trying to shake things up, and Sal Marcano, who's the Italian guy, wants mm-hmm. to take over the city. Mm-hmm. And they shoot you in the head, um, which I saw that in previews. I was like, "All right, how do they get out of this?" But what's cool is that, like, the way he shoots you, he misses. So they instead of like
1: graze your head, yeah, like, and makes a hairline. Yeah, I figured that's what it was because you said that in the chat, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's cool."
0: Yeah. Um. So then the main game opens up, and what you do is that you're recruiting other, uh, the other mobs to work with you. That they basically become your own underbosses. So there's kind of three regions that are like the tutorial regions. There's, you first you know, you rescue the leader of the Haitian mob, then the leader of the Italian mob, and then the Irish mob.
1: And they become kind of your three tent pole. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And so there's a huge upgrade path where uh, so the main game is you you go to a, a, a region
1: Is the Italian mob guns, the Irish mob explosives, and the Haitian mob melee weapons? Well, they're all kind of I'm mixing kidding.
0: in in between each other. So there are like uh, kind of bases for each one, so you get like, like when you unlock the Haitian mob, they're like, okay, you get a uh, bank car, which basically, so you have a vault. So whenever you die, deposit you, money. Yeah, you lose half your money when you die. This saves all your money. This is true in real life. Yep. And then, uh, and then the uh, the Italian mob, no, the Haitian mob is the gun car. So yeah. It's just a, it's just an armored vehicle that you can buy guns from that you can call in and then i think the italian mob is the bank car and then the irish mob is you can order a car to come to you
1: i just always associate irish with explosives cuz of packy from gta 4 oh okay I don't actually have a reason for it. the um you'll really like
0: lincoln's car he has like a car that's his car
1: oh is it like a, like a like a it's like a
0: fuck it's like, a, it's like a, it looks like a 1960s mustang or something mustang some i knew it was going to be that challenger sweet. but like it has the explosive exhaust where like the fire comes out Oh, yeah. Um, and it's jet black. Uh, but it's the second car you unlock. And then every time I walk out of anywhere and I can't immediately find my car, I'm just like, hey. Where's my car? Bring me my Samson. And then he
1: drives it. I do like that that's become a thing too in open world game because I do hate, I don't like the Grand Theft Auto, not the G- game, but like the element of games. Like I don't, I like my car. Mm-hmm. Also because I'm like a car But GTA 5 and, has that. Yeah, and I felt like, well, in GTA 5 I did that smart too where it was like, your car just magically is always near you, mm-hmm. and like as like as and a they player, do that in mafia too, I
0: like that, or a reset um whenever you do like a mission or you speak to someone inside a building when you walk out it'll be reset there,
1: but I like to always think too that like that thats it makes sense because like even if I personally didn't do it, this character would have parked here, yeah. like it never feels um
0: because breaking in the cars is such a pain because the witnessing mechanic mm-hmm. is so
1: like it's so, like red dead, red dead made it really hard to steal a horse Because the witnesses
0: oh really because mm-hmm. so what happens is if you do any sort of crime in front of someone and, 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 it, and it's some it's a little forgiving um
1: at points can you run red lights
0: yeah no i heard people saying that you can't do any sort of traffic violations otherwise the cops will come after you i've never had that like i've i'll drive on the wrong side of the road whatever and goes go speeding by a police mm. officer and he could not give less of a fuck gotta get off my shift just <laughs> trying to eat this donut but he, um... Just trying to eat this donut.
1: The, uh... Blanking out. The witness mechanic is is not
0: that big of a deal. So what they do is, so if you commit any sort of crime around people, and sometimes it doesn't even happen. Mm-hmm. There'll be a crowd of people and they just don't fucking pay attention. But this big alert will come on your screen. It says, witness is calling police. And then they'll run to the nearest in-world phone telephone box and they'll phone the police and then on your police interceptor you'll hear them say like you gotta get caught down here right now <laughs> and then like 10 seconds later there'll be a, a call going to some police officer but it's a good response rate you should they should be very very <laughs> very, very, very good proud job. good job uh but they zoom to where you were so it's relatively easy to escape them Unle- i like
1: that though man uh, unless you're on foot i like that there's context to like where the crime happened. That's pretty yeah. cool.
0: So if you hit someone and someone goes to call the police right next to them, but you're barreling down the road, it doesn't matter. Uh, Dawn. Yeah. But also, you unlock you can unlock skills where it's like you call your own switchboard operator and be like, turn the phones off for two minutes, and then you can just go Cut the water. ape shit in that part of the city and it doesn't matter because people try. But the best thing that happened was you want to know
1: the equivalent of that in Red Dead? What? You put a bandana on that's <laughs>
0: like an oblivion like the gray fox the gray max fox mouth, yeah uh Woo. the best be- part the best part about that mechanic is that if you see someone calling the police you can gun them down sure but you could see the line of sight you could see they, i mean they just make a beeline for the phone box i just took the car and just ran through the phone box and just Ooh, obliterated okay. it that's and, then, cool. and i just kept driving
1: oh my like, sorry that's where I always want like Naughty Dog to be making open world games because that's the stuff that they could do where they could do contextual animation, mm-hmm. where like you just have the character like turn back and give the finger and you'd be like what. Mm-hmm. So
0: this game is kind of like Uncharted where it has like very action oriented stealth, which is really good. Yeah, it plays a lot like uh, Splinter mm-hmm. Cell Blacklist, which I, like I really, I really liked it. Um, the animations on the other hand. Oh no. I mean, they're not horrible, but in some instances, they're not that great.
1: Like, I heard the him raising his gun animation is very bizarre. Oh, I I've never paid attention um, to that. Maybe, maybe I'm of something else. What is? Oh, I think of Quantum Break. Quantum Break had a weird, like, it would snap frame to
0: frame almost. What is bizarre is if he gets hit by a car at like twenty or thirty miles an hour, you'll take damage, but he'll just stand there, and you'll both just kind of slide down the road. Like he oh. doesn't react to the oh, damage well. of a car kind of silly yeah so it's a little jarring and kind of takes you out of it
1: but you see the graphical comparisons between mafia 3 and mafia 2 or like there's a lot more tech in mafia 2 that was like procedural and people oh, really? are saying that mafia 3 is like kind of a downgrade i don't know I, it looks cool i'm
0: running on really low settings because my 750 ti can't really knock drinking. it um so like there's some texture pop and stuff i was yeah. doing this thing where i was like painting the camera around the car when i was in it and they were the lighting would pop on the hood and yeah. then I'd rotate it back and it would pop on the trunk and then I'd rotate it back.
1: so cool to do
0: that. And that's when I first realized, like, what What are my settings? And it says, you're at, you know, optimal settings for your graphics card. And everything's low, 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 low. Anti-aliasing off. Get <laughs> like a new card. I have a 760 or 780. I don't sit in there. And then... That's not going to be as much of a grade. No. Well, it's actually a pretty good bump over the 750. Oh, really? From what I, I yeah, I looked it up.
1: Oh, then plug it in. Quit fucking around. You talk about you talk about you're like I got your 780. Just plug it in. It's literally just doom 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 doom. It's so easy. And your driver's thing might get fucked up, but it's just make the the law and order sound. Dum, dum, dum.
0: Yeah. But the so the so the main through line you go into a district and you have so there's like an over boss of that there's there's a main boss of that.
1: Is it like area. Shadow of Mortar? It's more.
0: Mm, no. Okay. Uh.
1: Well. I was always kind of hoping well, that it was kind of it's, this. It's like, kind
0: of Shadow of Mordor, kind of Assassin's Creed One, but not in the bad way. Assassin's Creed One is really repetitive. I like,
1: I like. the system in Assassin's Creed Two, where it's like this is the guy, this is the hit, build build up to getting them. But
0: how it works is here's the guy. Here are the two guys immediately below him, and then now here's everyone below those guys.
1: So that reminds me of Shadow of Mordor. So
0: you take out those guys first, but the way, but so. The, the the bottom tier guys All have different associations with them So there are Enforcers, informants and then like General other people And there's usually like Utilities <laughs> There's usually like three or four of them spawned Per each underboss yeah. And there's two underbosses right mm-hmm. So you'll go into a district Undercover boss? Yep This Chipotle is just Out of the standard His comfort and socks <laughs> The, uh, but so you'll, um, you'll, you'll start the area and it will be like, here's, here's two enforcers and here's two informants and you can do them however you want. And then you get a, a, a dollar amount, a total. So it says, you know, here's how much an enforcer is worth for each one you kill. And when you talk to informants, uh, they'll tell you like where there's a drops, a, a drop or some of like that or other, um, now, you don't have to kill and or intimidate all the enforcers and informants in an area as long as you... Once you get rid of all the money, the underboss comes out, and then you take them out. But, it's in your best interest to kill all the enforcers because if all the enforcers you don't kill go with the underboss when they spawn. So, when you go to their... It's
1: m- kind of like Shadow Mortar.
0: Yeah, so when you go to their main hideout, um, they're going to be there. So, if you don't kill any of the enforcers and just start robbing money everywhere. Then you have to deal with all the enforcers. Um, <clears throat> but the informants are cool. Cause you won't, you'll, uh, intimidate them and, and tell them to talk and they'll tell you where money supplies are or where this, that, or the other thing is. Um, and sometimes it's like, Oh, there's this thing going on over here and you'll go there and you'll be like just a bunch of enemies, but in like two grand most, but you have to eliminate $35,000 worth in order for the underboss to spawn. But sometimes it's like, oh, there's this thing over here. And I went to one once and it was like 10 grand. as that's 10 grand it goes straight into your pocket. It's not like, oh, you're just reducing a number. It's like, no, you get that money. And that's when my total amount of money at the time was like 35 grand. So that's, a, that's like a it's third. It's like the first
1: time you do an assassination contract in GTA V and you're like, oh, I have all the money. Yeah. <laughs> or you play the
0: stocks. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So then you take out the underboss and once you've taken out both of the two underbosses, the main boss comes up, and then you take them out. And then when you kill them, you then have to determine between the Haitian mob, the Italian mob, and the Irish mob which
1: gets that district. Who gets the district? And that feeds into their level up mechanic.
0: Yes. So there's an the upgrade path determined by their earn. So how much money they're bringing in, and you can do side missions as well to increase their earn. Uh, but they remember your choices. Right. And, it's, right. and it's actually really cool because the first. District outside the tutorial districts that I unlocked because every time you kill an underbox, you have to determine at that point who's going to take over their chunk of the district. So there are two halves that you're actually divvying up um, before you take out the main boss. And then when you take out the main boss, you then determine who gets the whole district. And whoever gets the whole district, all the small, the two halves are redistributed to them.
1: Just like the political process.
0: So. <laughs> Just a spoil system. So I fucked up the first time I did it where I gave the Haitian mob one half and the Italian mob the other half. And then I looked at the rewards at the end and I was like, well, I'm gonna give it all to the Italian mob. And the Haitian leader was not happy. And I think that plays into later on in the game. like
1: they I'm will, sure it's building to some schism yeah. between the four yeah. of you.
0: Or they're gonna, you know, betray you or something.
1: You one. That's gonna be hard. Green ending. Make the robots well, and so the, the, the Irish. bang. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're so. The stereotypes for the Irish and the Italians are so bad. Like, when you. I, okay, good. When you unlock a, an underboss's lair, you call them up and you assign it to them. And then, like, if you assign it to the Italian mobs, it's like all these guys in fucking Cadillacs with, like, hell it, yeah. With white trilbies and whatever. Little and Ventos rolling deep. Fucking Zoot suits and, like, hey, we're going to. Hey, what's the matter? And they're just combing back their hair. Sounds like my kind of Italians. Yep. They just look like you. Yep. The,
1: um... I heard the game
0: does characters really well. I like Lincoln, and I like Donovan, who is his old war buddy. They are both done really well. I saw
1: a cutscene that had the church guy in it, and he seemed cool. Yes. I liked him. He seemed very measured, and like, what's up?
0: And you can have, like, optional conversations with them, which are kind of bad. So it does the GTA thing where it's like, okay, here's the, uh... Cutscene model, which looks really nice and detailed. Oh, There's and it, a lot of facial animation. The- and then here's the kind of cutscene. Like it, here's the in-world model that we'll use for like a framing. Like if it's just two characters talking to one another, and we don't want to have to spend the money on the on the animations, their jaws are just going to go up and down, and they're going to make some uh, wavy tube man animations. Hmm. But those are the most of the conversations you have with like secondary characters, like uh, the priest and things like that. But he had a conversation with me that was like, kind of hit me to my core. He's like, you know, because he's the one that saves you when mm-hmm. you get shot in the head. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, when I saved you, I wasn't expecting this. So he's like dealing with his own guilt of having playing a part in this. However, minor that is monster. Yeah,
1: that is Dylan Lincoln. Dylan Lincoln. Dylan Clay. Um. So, how far do you feel you are in like the arc of the game? Uh, the map's pretty big.
0: I've Finish probably five of, like, eight or ten districts total.
1: You're probably... That loop hasn't gotten old for you, though?
0: No. I mean, neither did the one in Splinter Cell, so the basic gameplay is... You, I mean, you can play it sneakily, or you can. I in mean the underboss under loop,
1: like going through the district no, to get to the no, story. Okay, no, that's cool. That's cool because the they, reviews I read were saying like that they got tired of doing that.
0: I mean, I might, but like it, it, it varies enough. I also think all these reviews are predicated on the fact that two K didn't give any of the reviewers this game so they early. Burn, yeah. It? yeah, I think
1: oh, man, that sucks.
0: Yeah, which it's not a bad game. So I don't know. I I think it was the the racial commentary and the social ideas in this game that made 2K afraid of giving it to people early. That's my assumption. I don't know if that's...
1: Oh, I thought you were saying, like, it's not a bad game. This might be why people are no. sober. I feel like that's the thing that everyone's like, this is great. No, no, no,
0: that, that's really good. I'm saying that they might have been very afraid of that, biting them in the ass. Mm. So maybe they they held it back. I imagine it's the bugs. The bugs are great. I, it's got the jank, the open world jank. Oh, but the physics, oh, man. The one thing I don't like about this game that like, it took me a long time to get used to is the driving. Because I think GTA 5, or GTA, GTA in general, GTA and Halo, best-in-class driving.
1: For an open world or just in general?
0: Just third-person driving. Really? Yeah. Um. I think Saints Row 3 has some of the worst driving just because everything just feels like a cement block.
1: Saints Row 3 is about you just in a fucking jet. You don't need to drive anywhere in that game.
0: Mafia is somewhere in the middle um, where the physics on the cars aren't as, like, strict. No, they're very strict, but oh. they, they're, not, they're not as like... Because when you drive a car in GTA, you can kind of feel the axles of the, se- the separate two axles kind of bounce a little bit. And in
1: GTA 4, definitely. In GTA 5, I felt like the cars were just glued to the ground.
0: You should play Mafia 3 because it kind of feels that way sometimes. Oh, really? Like when a car goes in the air in GTA, the nose will dip, right? Because it's just being affected by gravity. And so it's, it's, I always like in GTA
1: 4 the wheels would actually suck inwards because whatever physics model would make them like <laughs> turn. Like the, the yeah. But
0: in in Mafia 3, you go up in the air and you just stay like perfectly perp- or parallel to the ground to go down. Like, That's weird. Like it's there's there's no tilt or anything to the car. I wonder what
1: the maybe like the gravity model in the game is just weird.
0: I think it's just there What's it
1: built on Unreal? I don't think so.
0: I didn't see an Unreal thing. I don't know. Maybe it's an internal engine. Unity, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't have like euf- the euphoria thing that like the Fortune unleashed or GTA has in it. So there's.
1: going to show you what that what that context can add to you as someone because it's so much of the world is like I want to play in this world.
0: So I really didn't like the driving when I started, but I've gotten more used to it, and it's actually really cool. It's really cinematic because whenever you bank around a corner, it purposely puts your car. In a corner of the screen. I heard that. And like tilts the camera towards it and it's like, oh fuck yeah. And you're just like fucking banking around this this thing and when you pull it off, it's fucking amazing. But you have to be very light on the brakes because a uh, a little does a lot. Hmm. Cause in GTA I feel like I have to slam on the brake when I'm or on the handbrake when I'm I'm spinning. Mm-hmm. But in this, you just need to tap it and he'll just he'll go right around the corner. Cause I I was overcompensating at the beginning and he was just like spinning out.
1: Just a super cinematic car chase, and then Lincoln's just like... Burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, I'm
0: just slamming in the cars in the, in the front. And
1: he's hitting the mailbox again. Phone booth.
0: Oh, and it's also really hard to tell what is breakable and what isn't. Like, I've run into, like...
1: That's why, like, Arkham Knight, just, like, everything is breakable. Yeah. Or, like,
0: you, you learn at this point that, like, the trees in GTA are, in, are indestructible, so don't touch the trees.
1: Big trees. Yeah. Little trees aren't. But it... I
0: just swore, I, like, hit a la- lamppost or something, and it just fucking destroyed the car and didn't move it, it. something like that
1: but yeah you get a lamp in real life though you're not you're not getting away from
0: it yeah realism Nah. fuck that i still love totaling that phone booth though that's sweet that's probably one of the best memories but yeah some of the bugs
1: that's that but that's that kind of like the systems are all working the way you want them to like it's i'm creating this like mm-hmm. this moment that is true to the world and true to what's happening around me and true to the story that i'm creating around myself but it's also just fucking metal. Like, I just fucking smashed a phone booth. Now you can't make a phone call. What up? I'm Lincoln. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sweet. That's that's the cool things that I think. That, like, no movie can make you feel that way. No mm-hmm. movie can make you feel that way. There's, um... Uh, the, uh, so some of the side missions
0: you can do, you usually go out into the bayou and rob from the Dixie Mafia and get stuff. So, like, they had, like, a st- distillery out there that I stole a bunch of moonshine from and drove the pickup truck full of moonshine. I clipped this divider on the freeway and they have a freeway like it's in the GTA games where it's like really high up the ground so it kind of like circles the city I clipped it and the car literally like went head over heels over the side of the barrier and then I landed on the roof of like a warehouse and I was still in the car and I was like I don't know what to do got your moonshine delivery. so I like slowly drove it off the side of the warehouse it was like circling around the building trying to find the exit
1: did you ever play crackdown? no Crackdown when you had like a uh, the driving all the way leveled up. Was this the jump? Yeah, with the, the car? truck. But when you held the jump down, it just stuck to the ground. So you could you could time it out where if you like throttled the jump button, you could just climb up buildings mm-hmm. because it stuck to it. So one thing I've got to know is that what's cool to me is that you're moving to these districts and like one thing that I always want to see in open world games that you rarely do is that like. If you're going to melt this, if you're going to burn this city to the ground with this mafia war, like, I like it when there's, like, repercussions about, like, this is just fucked now. Like, this district is better off or worse off. Do you see a lot of that, like, state change or, like... Um,
0: only in dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's pretty good dialogue. Like, so there's, like, a bathhouse or something that is in downtown that I gave to the Haitian mob. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately there was one of the Haitian mob members was like, oh, thank you so much. I would never have had this opportunity. Cause I mean, he's a fucking black guy in a downtown in the Southern city in 1968. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure this is kind of a new world to him, but outside, like outside of the urn where you get upgrades, um, not much else.
1: I think, I think it'd be kind of cool. Like in that game, like when you, if this bank is now just like, closed or like they're having to like read you know what i mean yes and i know from like an art side like that's probably a really expensive thing for them as a developer to do but i think that that could add a lot of context to like i am running a war through this town
0: no you don't see a lot of that outside of stuff on the radio and mm-hmm. and i, I haven't
1: seen a game do it really um i see it you see it in like games where like they have these hubs that you go back to and i always like to see that hub evolve like mm-hmm. i think designer kind of did it well where like the conversations in the bar change yeah. and like
0: um, Does uh Destiny do anything like that with the uh, the hub,
1: world state? No, no. Destiny I mean, can the, the do city. Anything. Well, but Destiny. So like, as the game progresses, the city's changed. Mm-hmm. But now, even then, not much. But it's like, well, it's like wow. Where, like the world state. Actually, wow well, for a good example. Like this, yeah, with the phasing. Well, that. But also, like I'm saying, like the ten years of wow like Ogremar is so different now than it was. Yeah. It's still, but I want to feel like. But it's different because I had to design it with flying mountain in mind. That's true, but I want to I have a open world game where like I feel like you know like if i I hate this there's an open world trope where it's like the warehouse shootout, and then like you drive by and two days later, everyone's just back at work, where it's just like the most grisly massacres ever yeah. happened, and I think that one thing that oh, it would be cool for open worlds is to just start, and I don't, I don't know how you make that fun, you know what I mean or how you but I think yeah. it, it could be really impactful if someone did it right. It it does do
0: a lot of cool procedurally generated stuff. So and Austin Walker talked about it on his uh, on their Vice Gaming podcast. How um, you'll be like doing you'll be stealing a, one of the side a missions. Moonshine, yeah. Well, for the Haitian mob, you steal no. For the uh, Irish mob, you steal the moonshine, um, and there are these pickup trucks. But for the Italian mob, you're stealing like goods, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. supplies, um, and those are in like semi trucks. So you're driving the semi truck, and you know, it's impossible to turn and shit like that. The uh, there was one time when I was driving it to one of the uh, Italian mob hideouts, which is like it's like a, a warehouse on on the on the water on a pier. And when you start progressing through the game, the Italian mob that's against you is sending men after you. So I'm driving this semi down the road, and I'm about to pull it into the warehouse, and the fucking, these two Cadillacs roll up, and a bunch of hitman hitmen pour out, and they just start gunning up the truck, and I have to, like, and Lincoln Clay does not take a lot of bullets. So I I have to, like, roll out of the truck, and the truck is, like, now trying to do a U-turn, so, like, the trailer in the back of the trailer and the front of the, in the semi are, like, facing each other. Mm-hmm. and it's like blocking the entire road so it's like this huge wall between the skirmish and then the guys that are on my side in the warehouse see what's going on and then they all flood out so there's just this huge gunfight predicated on nothing i was just like oh, i'm driving this truck down to down the street going to deliver it to- oh my god and it, just, and it was really fun and it was really <laughs> it was cool. really great. well i'm just saying there's like it the game really can surprise you outside of I love the, that. the, no, the, that's, the setup that's stuff. Open, I mean, I think that that's, that's the point of having an open world is like to make
1: it feel unexpected.
0: And there's and when um, and I think the best part I've played so far is there's a, the French Ward, which is basically Bourbon Street, the French District in New Orleans, and you're going through like these small like antebellum like kind of nineteenth uh, century. Yeah, and they're all two stories high, and they um and they kind of look like villas, and they're all just little puzzle boxes. Where you can just Sam Fisher it up and be like, all right, try to go as stealthy as possible to do this thing. Try and notice no one. And when you unlock the silence pistol, it's like, it's anyone's game. Man,
1: that's what that makes me want to. When you said that, I was like, oh, I want this game now.
0: Yeah. Because you're just like, because before then, you can't use your gun at all. So it's just a bunch of like whistling, getting people to come to the corner you're hiding around, and then you just slit their throats and then drag them off. But once you unlock the silence pistol, it's just like, like, just. Yeah, I'm like
1: about to play this game.
0: Pay, pay attention to it when they're not looking at each other. Like that's mm. the best part. When they're like, and then they turn around, and they just get both taken out, and they didn't nice. realize it. Um, but the bugs. This this will probably be the last thing I say on. You know, but the bugs, specifically the AI bugs, are fantastic. Yeah. So one of the first places you free is this. Uh, um, this old community theater that has been turned into like a brothel or like a burlesque. Show place um, that's being run by the the bad Italian mob, <laughs> and there 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 are, um there are customers in it when you when you come in, and this is like literally the first non tutorial mission you're playing. So I'm not I have no idea how the stealth works. So I'm like trying to be stealthy. I'm like tripping over everything, and they immediately see and they're like, hey! And then so this gun battle goes out, and so all the the customers start flooding out of the 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 place. Except for this one guy whose AI routine can't get him out. Oh no! Of the building, I can't do the pathfinder. <laughs> so he is literally standing in the middle of this theater with this you know, shootout going on either side. He's just going, ah, ah, ah. he's just running around in circles. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny though. I feel like I can kind of make that work in world. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. He <laughs> was scared. And the second time that happened, you go into the cistern that's part of the the sewer system and basically this guy Doc Sampson or something he's basically like a Timothy Leary character he's yeah. a he's a drug manufacturer and yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. taking people on drug experiences Ooh. and there's this huge like Oculus like room where you know it's just it's just this huge circular room with like these circular staircases like spinning around it and there's like big stone walls and everything and it's just a bunch of people on fucking like s- uh throw pillows and whatever just like getting high and then when the gunshots go out they all it's like literally 50 people just start flooding down the hallway and i'm just standing there like hidden behind it and just watching all these people running by it except for this one woman again another person gets stuck but instead of her running around she just sits there crouched like holding her head going oh my god oh my god Oh my God. And now I'm not engaged in gunfire because they don't know where I am. So I'm just like trying to be still. And it's me like stealthily taking out these people and like waiting to see where their pathfinding is with this woman in the middle of this giant ass room for five minutes straight just going, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's kind of cool. Oh my God. To the point where Wendy's like, can you please shut her up? Hmm. And I just ran out into the middle of the room and just hit her with the back of my gun, <laughs> knocked her out, and then ran back to the cover.
1: That kind of like seems like it would happen in like a, you know. It seems like you would hit someone with the back of a gun. Yeah, me personally. And- no, I mean like in that situation, you'd be like, hey, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Nope, okay, you're out. Yep. You're out, you're done. You're done. <laughs> that, that sounds cool. I want to play it. It's fun. I, uh, I want to see if we can get that Steam family sharing thing, Morgan. If we're family. We, we had it working for a while. My brothers are all linked to my account because they play more of my games than I do. So you're going to keep playing it? Yeah. Obviously? Yeah. It's cool.
0: Yeah, it was a nice... Um, I didn't know how much I needed I it. I love
1: games like that though, that come out and you're just like, this is cool. And like, I think a game, the last game that was like, I feel like the response to that game is going to get better over time. It's one of those games where like in a year from now, Wolfenstein. I feel like Wolfenstein came out and everyone was like Wolfenstein's cool, mm-hmm. and then as that game hang out like was that longer like people were like no Wolfenstein's really good. Did you play Wolfenstein? No. Oh, you should play
0: Wolfenstein. But, but I have seen enough of the story to know.
1: Uh. Ah. <laughs> Alright, well make your make your piece on Mafia Three. Make my piece? I mean, make your last point. We gotta
0: wrap up soon. No, I mean it's oh. it's, it's a good game. Um, I oh I was gonna say I didn't know how much I needed a open world.
1: I love his hair in my life. I love the way it moves. I love, I just think he's cool looking. He's cool. I like his shirt. I like his hair.
0: I, his, like, his, I like his musk. And when he like comes out, out of his coma from being shot, he looks like fucking. Have you seen any of Luke Cage? I've seen two episodes of it. Oh, there's a part in Luke Cage where he just looks super overgrown, where there's like this huge, massive beard and a big, like, fro because he's just been unkept. And Lincoln Clay just wakes up and he's just like.
1: Speaking of good music, dude, Luke Cage music is. Great good. There's um, a ra- there's a guy on there that's just like I'm like this is the coolest dude ever. But
0: and, and and on the social commentary it does I think it does it does it really well. And it's not like it's it's using the racial epithets wisely. It's not like throwing it around willy-nilly.
1: But I think also like I think if you make a game in that era with those people that way like you need to do it. Yeah. You can't Anything else will just be like idealistic, which, you know, and then you can say, well, well why have all this idealistic murder then? I don't know. Right. It's interesting.
0: And and interesting. And I made the comparison that it's, it's, this is like the Luke Cage to GTA's like pulp fiction because I feel like Quentin Tarantino like uses the N word like as a tribute to like black exploitation films and things like that. Like, I don't think Quentin Tarantino uses the N word poorly and I don't think GTA does either. I think it uses it in a cultural way, but it's very like, you know
1: GTA I always read GTA as like a, a really aggressive mirror on culture. So yes. if it's using culture then it's gonna be using GTA but it's, but
0: it's also like it's 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 having fun with its it's its craziness. Mm-hmm. Whereas Luke Cage when it uses racial epithets and then sure. Mafia 3 it's like trying to be more introspective about it.
1: It's it's got a point of view, yeah. which a lot of games don't have and I think that's a really strong thing to have and the writer I think the writer of that game should I want to play it because I want to see that point I it the one thing that I have a problem with GTA 5 story is that I just don't know the point of view that GTA 5 has mm-hmm. other than it's like American pop culture is garbage which maybe that's, that's, that's an angle um, and I feel like GTA 4 had more of a lens um, uh, well I haven't been playing anything I think I'm done with Destiny again so about that oh yeah yeah, I turned it on the other day and I was like, well, I'm back in the scanner box loop. I'm now done with this. Hey, Wendy's calling me. Can I take this call for a second? I'll we can wrap up. Well, hold on. Just, she's calling me literally right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? Oh, I'm, I'm at Mason's.
0: Uh, recording podcast.
1: Making love.
0: That's all right. Hey, Wendy. I'll be there in a couple minutes. I mean, I'll, we're, we're wrapping up soon, so I'll be there soon. Okay. Wendy. Macy says hi. Bye, Wendy. She says hi. Fuck you, Wendy. He says he he's happy to hear from you.
1: No. Hey, tell her to go to the fucking Halloween thing.
0: He he says go to the Halloween thing, please.
1: The concert, I'm assuming, at Strawberry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she must go. Good. Okay, I'll be home soon. I'll be coming home next year. Love you. Bye. All right. I'm back. I'm back too. Um. So, you're done with Destiny? Yeah, no, I, I think that it's just that Rise of Iron was fine. It was cool. I just. I really, really like that. No game feels as good as Destiny feels, but I think that I wish there was.
0: I wish Destiny's mechanics were attached to a different game.
1: Yeah, and I think that the multiplayer, like the I think the the aspirational qualities of what Destiny can be is something that makes people so drawn to it. Um I got an emote though, somehow the other day. Like I won it in like a thing where I can wag my finger disparagingly at people, and that's been pretty fun. You were
0: you were given a wagging finger emote?
1: Yeah, some some dope loot. Uh that's fucking bullshit. Uh, uh uh welcome to the fucking this is the world we live in. Um I wanna play the Overwatch PvE stuff. Looks really cool. The Halloween stuff. The Hound stuff or the horse stuff. I don't know anything about it. I'm right now in the place where I'm deciding if I wanna buy Gears Four, Forza Three, or Mafia, or you
0: should buy a graphics card and
1: then it'll just get gears for free. Well and there's that too, but I don't have money for that. Um Or just I think it's just games are gonna keep coming out in a clip that I can't keep up with. What, what what I want to play Oxenfree. I want to play Virginia. There's a lot of games. Oxenfree there.
0: was like seven bucks on Steam. Really? Last no, didn't week, and I and get it. So
1: just possibly. wait till the winter. I well, there's gonna be a Halloween sale. They always do a Halloween sale. Do they? Or the fall sale? I don't, I don't know. know. Games would be cheap. I'm cheaper.
0: trying to put a freeze on my game spending. I think
1: I have a lot of games I need to play. So, and I, mean, I want to go back to Stardew Valley. So, <laughs> like I've been sitting there, I'm like I want to play Stardew Valley. So, um.
0: what if they had seasonal Stardew Valley stuff? What if they had a Halloween Stardew what Valley?
1: What Valley was a game as a product as opposed to, you know...
0: Software as a service. Software as a service, that's
1: what it is. It was a SaaS. I mean, it worked for Hitman. I think it worked really well for Hitman. I think it, Hitman is a model of doing the... I think that the conversation around that game is extremely positive in a way that I don't think anyone expected.
0: Stardew Valley, Season 1.
1: I think It can be kind of cool.
0: Stardew Valley Story Mode. Season one. Well,
1: Stardew Valley, like, like, you know, how long does it take to do a year in Stardew Valley? I don't know either. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, bye, Dylan, bye, bye.